Welcome to Episodio Viente Uno of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast, brought to you by Jose Cuervo Tequila Silver. Matt, what did you think about that tequila silver tonight? It tasted like dirt. Dirt. I rather enjoyed Ch- it. Chilled dirt mixed with rubbing alcohol. It was delicious. My name is Paul McGinty. With me are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Casal. Good evening! I wish your last name was more Italian. Say Casale. Casale. It's a Matthew Casale. It's me. <laughs> no, do you ever realize that if Mario spoke in regular English, like his voice would be like up here like this? <laughs> what kind of that? fat plumber is he? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Certainly not uh, Captain Lou Albano from no. the old TV show, which was a great TV show. Last. Last episode we talked B list villains sparked A-list more villains. A list that was really A-list the debate, wasn't I think it? that's what A-list we did villains. both times. Really, was decide yeah. who's A and B list heroes and, um, and villains. It sparked more post episode controversy. We're gonna cover a little bit of that fallout tonight. We have a fan question that we're gonna cover, and we're going to get on. Uh, a little bit of what crossovers we want to see in the entertainment community. But first, I believe... In the uh, entertainment community? Like crossover, like Vampire Diaries meets True Blood? Are we doing that? I'll give you a spoiler. All of my crossovers involve chips. Chips? Yes. Mm. California Highway Patrol. Oh. The Francis Llewellyn Poncharello flavor. But first... Ian has some statistics. I believe he has a spreadsheet, and he really broke down uh, some findings over the last week. Housekeeping is what Matt's saying. Smooth, (laughs) just like uh, (laughs) Paul McGinty and the Jose Cuervo that we had. McSauce.com is equally as smooth. You can find our strips and reviews in the podcast all at McSauce.com. As you know now, you can also find us on Stitcher Radio, McSauce.Podomatic.com. Download it on the iTunes Store. Write a review. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, you know, you know, you know the drill. Everybody Hit at this up. point. Hit us up. If if you don't know, you know now you know. Let me reiterate. Leave a review, please. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, last week, our friend Wayne left us a review. It was, it was pretty cool to see. We all got excited whenever we saw. Thanks, buddy. Glowing, Thank glowing you, review. So we like that kind of stuff. It, it helps us out, I think, somehow. I don't really know how, but hopefully it does. And uh, this week, the Oakmont Oaks Theater is having The Warriors, another movie that I have not seen. I've never seen The Warriors either. I've never seen it either. I'm not really excited to see it. Mm, so yeah the warriors this week go and enjoy it if you haven't seen it i'm sure it's a fantastic movie <laughs> well i'm sure nice to sell a, Ian. i'm sure to a point it's a fantastic movie because they're playing it there if they weren't playing it there i it would probably suck i haven't seen howard the duck there yeah well. Zing. is that it all done yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. Wow, do we even have enough time to play the housekeeping music this time? <laughs> I just wanted to keep it nice and short. That's all. Short and sweet. But um, one of the things that came out of last week's episode 
Um, listening back, uh, the, I talked a bunch of times. We all talked about maybe wanting to do the head test, talked about things that we thought about people recognizing villains' names or villains and what they do. Uh, so I put some of these things to a test. Do you want to explain what the head test is the for head, those that didn't listen to episode 20? The head test is uh, what, I, what I sent with the head test. I sent um, 12 images of villains' heads to a cross-section of... It was 20 different people, all different kinds of ages, ranging from, I think, the youngest person was 7, and the oldest person might have been in their... 60s, I guess, of so 64, I would say. So a wide variety, of, a wide cross-section, people that read comics, people that have never read comics. I ask a, a host of different questions for... I mean, Sharpler, a man on the street. Well, the head test had 20. I, I, I pulled 20 different people for the head test. Then there was also a test, it was just the, the villains test, which is um, name two villains. And I pulled 20 completely different people on this one. Um... As a control, because I thought maybe I was being unfair with certain parts of the head test, I sent out another another question, which I'll get into a little bit later. This is the least lazy I have ever seen Ian on a subject, all to prove Matt and I wrong on some no. level. See, I, and I knew you guys were going to say that, <laughs> and it's not to prove you wrong. It isn't, because you guys are right on a lot of different parts of this uh, what do you mean, you guys? I, I was sitting here quietly. Well, we were a united front, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm waiting for my time to jump in. It's we're not doing that time to jump in anymore. We're not doing let Paul and Ian fight until everyone forgets I'm here. We're not doing that. You're getting involved. Okay. And, and in reality, the test was not, even though we had a heated debate Tuesday morning... As I was on my lunch break. Tuesday morning into the fucking into the evening, afternoon. I'm pretty sure. It was into the afternoon. Into the afternoon. And then you guys stopped talking to me yep. at around 3 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to reiterate, it's, it's not to prove anybody wrong. I, I'm genuinely interested in finding out what people feel about the villains. Who do they know? Who is the most recognizable and, villain? And Ian, did you run this test for the heroes as well? I didn't run it for the heroes, B. Okay. I just ran it for the villains. Okay. And we could run it for the heroes. I, the response to this was so great. People were excited about this. They wanted to know what was going on with it. Yeah. They wanted to know what we were using, what I was using it for. I asked people at work different questions. I even asked people, one of the, qu the questions that I asked, I just went up to people at work and said, do you know who the Shredder is? Yeah. And almost everybody could answer that. There was one guy who was a little iffy on it. Um, but... To me, it seems like everybody, generational, over all the generations, knows who the Shredder is. Because they all say... Put him on the A-list there, wouldn't they? All, they all said, oh, I Teenage got, Mutant Ninja Turtle. That was the response every time. Oh, I got, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I got Shredder without, being, without prompting the Shredder. When I asked, name two villains, I got Joker, and one person gave me the Shredder. I, so that, yeah, I think that really legitimizes uh, Haruku Saki's standing Ooh, yeah. as a, a high list villain i got shredder one time in the in the name two villains test and we'll go we'll go with that um i i asked 20 20 random people uh, oh friends of mine actually one person was just some dude hmm, that i friends of ian's convenient well, yeah i mean they're, they're your friends too you dickhead and uh a couple random people at work i asked uh, just walking in the cafeteria it's like hey 
Name? This is going to be a real weird so, like, question. So you went up to a complete stranger? I, I know him. I work with him, but I'm not really cool. I couldn't tell you his last name. Okay. What was his first name? Colin. Oh, okay. Is that good enough? Yeah. yeah is this shaky? Right. Yeah. And uh, I asked people, name two villains, more often than not, uh, and, and what I what I saw... I can't believe I'm looking at spreadsheets on your iPad right now for this. This is unbelievable. I was called out for being lazy, so I wanted to... Who called to... you lazy? I did about two minutes ago. Well, yeah, and, but he had... And in the last podcast. Did I? Why did he call you lazy in the last podcast? Um, I don't remember why he called me lazy, but I was called lazy. But I wanted to be as thorough as I possibly could. So That's this is all. going to be your excuse for being late on your comic strip then this week. No, I will be on time for my podcast. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> All right. So. But, but um, overwhelmingly, the, the villain that people answered uh, out of 20 times, five times out of 20 times, the Joker was the number one villain overall. After that, I got a lot of, you know, people answered Penguin a whole bunch of times, which I thought was surprising. Penguin. Boy, I wonder who had him on his A-list. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, Magneto got a bunch of response as well. Even the aforementioned Colin, who I asked him, and it looked like I asked him to take the SATs right on the spot. He was he was sweating and was like, I, I can't name comic book villains like comic book. I don't really, oh, villains. I, don't, I really don't know. Uh, and his answer was, uh, the guy, professor from the X-Men that can lift things with the helmet. I'm like, oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. Professor X. Professor X. Professor Magneto. Yeah, yeah. Which went to the point that you made that you don't think that people know what Magneto does. That was one person that answered that. Um, so, I mean, that goes to a little bit what you were saying. This kid also answered uh, Green Goblin, which, you know, it was surprised me that... Green Goblin got a lot of pub. I got a lot of silly answers like Shade and... Who? Who the fuck is Shade? I got, um... I got Doctor Doom once. I got Absorbing Man. Omega Red. Mm. Trickster. I feel like... Wait, what kind of answers are these? I feel like maybe... They're they're two villains, aren't they? I feel like maybe to comic fans, to people that know some of the material, the question should have been asked... Like, name the two most popular villains. Yeah, right. Because it, if, it could have because been. Because if I'm just asked, name two villains, I'm going to be a douchebag and pull out, like, the silver monkey. Like, the two most Is obscure that fucking villains Is that, that I can think of. From the new uh, Beware of the Batman. Just to, just to um, show you my big comic knowledge dick. And, that's, and, and just looking at some of these answers, I can tell you the people that said them just from the, the way that they answered. You know, Thanos was on here two or three times like people were answering that but i was just going with the question as posed on the show i understand what you're saying i was just going with the question um wait i thought the question on the show was who are the most popular no that isn't what it was that's what we were trying to establish no the question was if you the how it was put is if you go up to people and say name two villains they're going to name lex luther more often than not. Yeah, but the context of that was we were trying to determine who is the most popular, so wouldn't I, I can I can only go with how it was stated to me. Yeah, but I, I also think it's fair that if you're asking non-comic readers, if you're just asking, name two villains, it's 
you should ask the comic readers that same question. The, I didn't have to preface. I didn't have to preface that with the Joker who got who came right, back right. five out of t- twenty times. But but that's what we're trying to determine: who is the most popular villain. So the fair question would have been: who's the most popular villain? And as a different control elements to see if I was being fair, I ran some other tests, um, which I'll get into in a second here. I went into. I did the, t- the head test, as we talked about earlier, um, where I sent along 12 pictures of different different villains. The villains were Lex Luthor, Joker, Magneto, Venom, Two-Face, Riddler, Dr. Octopus, Black Manta, yeah! Green, um, Green Goblin, Red Skull, so Catwoman, and Dr. Doom. Now, I know that in the last episode we talked a lot about the head test. Mm-hmm. We also talked about, well... Maybe that's not fair. Maybe we should show the whole body. True. Did true. you did you consider doing that? I I, I did a Matt, separate. There were only so many hours in the day. Yeah. I'm... Well, instead of pulling heads off the internet, you could have just pulled full body pictures. That's true. And I did something that was similar to that uh-huh. um, in regards to Lex Luthor because I felt that I was going to get a little bit of blowback from you guys with the results of the Lex Luthor portion. I personally wanted to make sure that I was being fair. With that, so I sent out to some of the individuals who answered Lex Luthor. Either I don't know who it is, or this is Professor X. I sent uh, a sequence of different pictures that were mixed up: Professor X, Lex Luthor, and said, "Does this look like the same character to you?" They all answered yes. Um, once I explained to them, I was like, "Oh, some of these are Professor X, some of these are Lex Luthor." They're like, oh, "Okay, I guess I can see it. Well, they look pretty, pretty close. They look pretty similar." What I realized from that, and, and Lex Luthor, um, out of twenty out of twenty times, it came back um, twelve times that people said Lex Luthor. So I still think I was being fair with the picture with the head test, and he did pass it. He did pass the head so test. So what was the question? Who is this, or what villain is this? What villain is this? Is the question from can't name these twelve villains? Is uh-huh. the question from the head test? And Lex passed it sixty percent of the time. Lex passed it. Um, so, I thought, I think I was still being fair. I did get some I don't know, and I did get some Professor X answers. The, I think this is Professor X, came back from people with a Marvel slant. People that are read Marvel comics, or have watched Marvel cartoons, or have more, don't really go into the DC Universe. So and maybe that's where my feeling came from originally you, you didn't show then a full body of lex luther i i showed let me pull up the pictures that i showed i'm not in the head test i didn't show a full because body it's the head test not the body test but it's a it's, it's a good bust picture because i'm thinking if you show full body i mean i pictures, showed this was a picture of lex luther that i showed here which is just a guy a bald guy in a suit it's a bald yeah. guy in a suit sure Accompanied by, I mean, this is just another head that I sent. Yeah. Now, this is if another you show head the full body sent. of Professor X, you're going to have the wheelchair, and that's the... That's the dead giveaway that I didn't want to have. I didn't want to taint the result with him sitting down, or him even sitting down, because I think that would maybe sway people one way or the other. Don't you feel that that's kind of part of the character, though? Possibly. Possibly. Like, but like I didn't want to sway any people either way. Mm-hmm. I wanted to try to have it as um, as uh, as clean as I possibly could, without any kind of uh, putting my opinion on it or influencing people's opinion 
with with the, I just wanted to have a character as static as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Joker passed the head test every time. Magneto passed the head test every time. Um, Two Face, the Riddler, passed the head test every single time. Um, one of the characters that I thought, oh, Cat Catwoman, passed the head test every time. Not only did Catwoman and Two Face pass the head test, but a lot of the answers were also. Two-Face, Harvey Dent, Catwoman, Selena Kyle, without me asking who their alter ego is. Yeah. So to, to me, that resoundingly says that both of these characters are A-list villains. Mm-hmm. In my much more relaxed survey at the office uh, last week, no one knew who Lex Luthor was. Of seven people, three out of the seven knew who Lex Luthor was. The people that didn't didn't even know his name. Now, what did you do? Did you just ask them? I asked or... a handful of non-comic related... Just people I thought were just... They, they didn't have any kind of comic background. Just normal... Normal people. Not us. And I just asked, do you know who Lex Luthor is? And then, do you know who Magneto is? And three out of seven people knew Lex Luthor. Two out of seven knew Magneto. Um... I was shocked that people didn't even know. I asked one guy, I said, do you know who Lex, Lex, Lex Luthor is? And he said, you mean the wrestler? <laughs> and I wanted to slap him open hand across the face. Um, no, not Lex Luger, Lex Luthor. And he had no idea, and he's 26. Right. So like that was surprising to me, but he also didn't know who Magneto was. That's another thing that I t- took into account because your brother brought up in a angry text to me at some point that we weren't taking into consideration generational things when, when we were saying that people like Skeletor and we, Shredder... No, we brought that up. We brought that up last episode because he's the example I used. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's... he thinks He-Man is dog shit and I'm going to kick him in the nuts. He possibly could have been... Uh, just referring to me... Maybe I wasn't being fair, and I'd like to take this opportunity to say we should be taking the whole spectrum. And I did. With Whenever I was polling people, I made sure that I polled all different ages, backgrounds. Yeah, I thought that, like, especially for a lot of the Batman characters, that we um, used the, the 60s show as kind of like a, a measuring stick. You know, were you on the show, and the reason why we felt that that was such... Um, like so important, such an important way of measuring whether or not these characters were popular is because that show is generational. Like the reruns are still on, and young people have seen it. I saw it. My parents saw it. So yeah, I think we kind of addressed that. I, I agree that the the TV show does have an impact, but I think that Two Face has. Even without being on the show, I think he still counts. I think he still is an A-lister. Sounds just, like it. Just because people were t- coming and saying Harvey Dent and and being able to name his his uh, his his um, his real his name, real name yep. is pretty strong. I thought yep. and and like and, and Catwoman, it was really really surprised me that so many people knew who Catwoman was. Um, it did. It, it that that it was one hundred percent. I thought somebody would get it wrong. Did you show that goofy costume from the? <laughs> I show. The I showed 40s? a. I showed a Jim Lee, Catwoman costume. I thought it was a fair picture. Clearly was. Everybody knew who, 
Everybody could name Selena Kyle. One of the ones that jumped the Did they say Selena Kyle? The, at, at least, at least three people said Catwoman, Selena Kyle. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Like Holly Robinson? Surprising. <laughs> I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, to some of the people that, that had correct score, all the way correct scores. It was uh, Dom, Matthew, Clarence, and Justin all had 12 out of 12. So I'd Good like job, to congr- congratulate them. And I'd like to thank everybody that participated in my study. Um, Dr. Doom came back a fucking bummer. Nobody <laughs> knows who Dr. Doom is. I was really disappointed. You had, you had the same feeling over Dr. Doom that I did over Lex Luthor. I kept person after person that just gave me a blank stare when I said Lex Luthor. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So does that, does in your mind, does that take Lex Luthor off of... No, it, no, no, not at all. It doesn't at all. I, I think he's still an A. Um, I think he's still I don't an A, but think it's very interesting. The, the, what I think, I think that overwhelmingly, I think the Joker is, is A, Which number one Which villain. I, and, and it just reaffirmed it. I think that Magneto goes up there. Maybe, maybe he goes right into that second slot where we thought maybe Lex Luthor was. Because everybody could name Magneto. Everybody knew who Magneto was. Everybody, when you ask them, name two villains, Magneto was one of the ones that came up. Even people that had no idea what they were even talking about referenced Magneto as a villain that they knew. So. Um, How did, uh, for the head test, Black Manta, how did he come in? Um, He was called Chocolate Manta at one point. Um, Some people thought he was a villain from Mars Attacks. Some people thought he was a Power Rangers villain. Some people had an idea that he might be a water villain, so they said maybe Aquaman and justified that. Um, some people just said Manta. I had one person that just said said Manta. Did um, anybody accurately get it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Matthew, okay. Dominic, Clarence, Justin all got Black Manta. So... Mm-hmm. Boom! Now you said that that your average person would say, "Yeah, I recognize him from somewhere." Yeah, I was I was being very. I had a very loose range on what I was going for. I would like to put Black Manta to rest. Okay. Even though he is the most famous black supervillain of all time. Give me a more famous one. No, I'm I'm agreeing. I'm laughing, but it's the truth. There isn't one. Because people are afraid to make black guys the villain. Haven't we seen enough of that in real life? For real. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, for man. one. Did we really just go there? Yeah, we did. We always go there. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. Like I said, I, I really appreciate everybody entertaining me with uh, maybe, answering these questions. Maybe in my Superman, People had fun. Maybe in my Superman opus, I'll make the bad guy a black guy. Ooh. Give Black Manta a run for his black money. Whoa. How... <laughs> dare you is it different than white money but yeah that um that's my my brother's nickname white money white money yes and who gave it to him me black money black money (laughs) so yeah again thanks everybody it was a blast i really appreciate all the feedback and i know it was weird questions that i was asking you but everybody had had a fun time doing it so i i have a, a personal Revised list for both the heroes and the villains. Do you? Yes. 
Would you like to share it? Yes. <laughs> the A-list for the heroes is Batman. No. Superman. And Spider-Man. That's it. For the villains, it is the Joker. And? And that's it. And? That's and it. Your mom. I don't know. Darth Vader. Yeah, but he never came up in the conversation. He's not a comic book character. He technically is sometimes... Really? Once he's, in a while. He's, oh, well, he's, he's in the nerd sphere. Yeah. Okay. All right. Darth Vader and the if we're If we're just going villains of all time, Darth Vader certainly is up there. Alan might... Rickman from Die Hard. <laughs> I'd say not. Mm. But, you know. Death from Bill and Ted, too. Very good. B-list. B-list. <laughs> the principal... From Ferris Bueller's Day Off in oh, Howard good. the Duck. Good. Jeffrey Jones. Well, he, he's a real-life villain. He is. He is. He's a real-life villain. He, he likes really fucking is. children. Well, well I, I mean, he is like, he? Does he just like maybe jerking off to their pictures? I or... think he actually... What did he get caught doing? I have no idea. I believe that he solicited oh, to take no. pictures... Of maybe like a fifteen-year-old boy. Oh, Jeffrey, kind of questionable. Like yeah. I don't know. If Art were... pictures, I'm sure. It's on like Wikipedia. I'm sure. I I looked it up at some point. And then he got like arrested again because he didn't like re up his like sex offender registration. And I don't know. Gotta stay up on that. They'll catch you every time. Yeah, I haven't seen him in many movies really since that incident. That's because once. People know you're trying to fuck a 15-year-old boy. They don't want you in their movie. Unless their movie's all about fucking 15-year-old Matt's thinking about it. He's like, I don't know. I think I'd still cast Well, it wasn't a boy, but like Roman Polanski, I mean, he's still making But he's movies. making his own movies, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's... Actors are like, yeah, I'll be in your movie. And yeah. he's also not coming back to the United States. Oh, yeah. That's true. But people go and work with him. They do. Loose morals. Well, what, did he, what did he do? He fucked underage he, girls. Ooh, he um he got an underage girl drunk in a hot tub and fucked her, something like that. Hmm. So it was, you know. How under date, yeah. done, how underage? It was like 15, 14, somewhere around oh, well, there. A, well that's okay. <laughs> 15, I, 14, <laughs> 10, 10, 8. I think she was seven and a half. Well, you know. So but enough about villains. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had a fan question since last episode. And who is this fan question from? This fan tr- question is from Teresa, who was insulted by you calling her anal whenever yeah. she... I think we made up. We made up this weekend. Okay, I'm glad. Was she only mad at Paul? Yes. She was only mad at Paul because Paul was the only one who insulted her. Okay. I think you stayed quiet. Directly. And I said that she was just a passionate and loyal fan, which I still believe she is. I, I also believe that. I believe that, a too. passionate, loyal, anal fan. <laughs> Teresa, now we're going to have to make up again. <laughs> Teresa said that she was making dinner and, and yelling and screaming, and uh, Alan came home, and he's like, who are you yelling at? And she's like, mix sauce. <laughs> <laughs> So, Teresa's question is, which comic book movie should never have been made, which unknown comic deserves a big screen franchise? Oh, okay. Both really good questions. Um, I think the easy answer for 
which comic book movie should never have been made is Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really had nothing to do with the character. Had nothing to do with who... I don't... She wasn't even Selena Kyle in that movie. She had cat powers. Yeah, it was just really, really obscure, really weird. Um, I'm really disappointed. And that was after Marvel got their shit together and started making some pretty good comic book movies. It was, it was, it was early. It was very early. It was early. It was in the X-Men 1, Spider-Man 1 time. 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. I I would say Marvel really got their shit together with Iron Man. Bullshit. They got their shit together. I think they steadily X-Men. had their shit together. There were there were misses here and there. They no, were they were still they were still building. No. X-Men 1 and 2 and X-Men and, 1 2 Spider-Man 1 and but 2. But those but those were the first ones. Those were the first building blocks into this Marvel palace. Yeah, but it, that it, we live in now. It was But they were it's a solid it's foundation. Been consistent since then. It wasn't like they were kind of finding their way. Right out of the gate, they were consistently good. Well, consistent's a hard word to use with Marvel movies because you look at X three, Spider Man three, two Ghost Rider movies. I mean, they've had. But whenever the you, good movies are really good and the bad ones are bad, but when you look but at the everyone pers- forgets about the bad. But ones whenever you put out are so good, when you put out so much volume, it's you're bound to have a stinker here and there. It it greatly outweighs. The one or two movies every three years that suck. I'm not hating. I'm not saying Marvel does I'm good stuff. Hard. I'm just saying that I don't know if my point. I don't is, know if, if if they were shaky at that point. I think right. they they had uh, gotten no. a, a bunch of movies good by the time Catwoman. I don't think they were Catwoman. shaky, but I don't think they were. I don't think they were the th- theatrical juggernaut that they are now. But I would I would say Catwoman. I mean, it, it, besides. Having nothing to do with Catwoman or Selena Kyle or DC Comics or anything other than the name Catwoman, I mean, it was a bad movie. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even a good movie. However, Catwoman was two thousand and four, so there had of, been a whole. Host a lot of, of people didn't like Elektra because it really had yeah. nothing to do with. Yeah, Elektra was a comic book character. I but didn't even see Elektra. That's I liked. I liked I, I was really excited. Elektra was at least it was. It was an okay movie. I was excited to see Electra. It really let me down. I thought it was going to have a creepy, dark angle to it, and it just wasn't. It was just kind of cheesy. The villains were stupid. Um, Jennifer Garner was lovely and talented, as always. As always. As always. But I could, you know, I could leave Electra in the pile of comic book scrap movies. Another easy one to pick on is Batman and Robin. Now, Batman and Robin is bad in different ways. Like they, they're taking, you know, one of the most well-known characters in fiction, and they completely bastardized him. It's almost more insulting than what they did with Catwoman, in a way. I don't know. At least Batman and Robin was. It was. It was, still, it was Batman. It was still Bruce Wayne. It was still Dick Grayson. Yeah, it was still the main. It was still the and main it was story. Barbara even, Pennyworth. Well, besides that, That's but even Mister Freeze, for as bad as Arnold Schwarzenegger was, he still had the Nora backstory. I mean, it was terribly executed, but the themes were all in the right place, except for 
What's her face Pennyworth? Perhaps. Yeah, it, I, it, yeah. I mean, things like the back credit card and the and the ice skates and the boots. Catwoman at least didn't stoop to that level. It was it was real bad. I've never seen that movie the whole way through. But I, I, I I never saw it all the way through either. But. It doesn't seem like like Catwoman. I don't know. I I know that we just got done saying that she's a recognizable A list. Uh, villain, but right. I, I don't know if she really could support a movie. It seems really poor planning for them to do that. And I agree, and you know, compared to Batman, you can't. I mean, Batman's way more popular than Catwoman. Hence my new revised lists. I like your new revised lists. You know why? Because they're just accurate. It, you're not going to get any debate. Nobody's going to have hurt feelings. Well, nobody had hurt feelings before. No. No. No, no, no. I think that, especially when we're talking in text message, I think that you guys take my tone a little more viciously than I'm actually coming across. Because when I'm, when I'm texting this stuff, I'm usually just talking into my phone and very calmly. And, but it comes off in a paragraph of me saying things. So it's, it, I would imagine that you think that I'm viciously texting and angry. I wasn't mad. So, nobody's feelings are getting hurt. Paul's, maybe. Possibly. I was just tired of getting my shit lit up all day. I wasn't I wasn't trying to light anybody's shit up. And leave it on the step, ring the doorbell, and run. Any other movies that uh, shouldn't, shouldn't have been shouldn't made? Shouldn't have uh, been made. I really feel like it's a, a two-horse race. It's Catwoman and Batman and Robin. The Ghost Rider movies. I know he looks so cool, but I don't think that he he needed one, much less two movies. I still have not seen two. One was pretty terrible. I haven't seen either one. I saw the second one. It it, it was bad. The first one, me, uh, we we went to uh, opening night and saw it, and it was at a point where I really felt obligated to go see every single comic book movie that came out. I was real disappointed. I thought it had a chance to be good, yeah. but that character just, there's not enough there for him. Um, he's a, probably a great supporting character. Iconic look. I, looks awesome, but you can't make a whole movie about Ghost Rider. See, I disagree with that. You can't make a whole movie about Ghost Rider and have Nicolas Cage involved. That's where that's where I agree. Nicolas Cage is not a fucking action hero. Well, for he, as much as he wants to be one, he isn't. I know one of you loves fucking Con Air. I forget yeah, it's one fucking is, great. It's me. But he's not an action hero. Yes, he is. He oh, needs to be like quirky weirdo like he is in Matchstick Men. He's not Johnny Blaze or Superman. He's definitely not either of those characters. Although he was pretty cool in Kick-Ass. I'm excited to see Kick-Ass too. I'm really fired up for it. I'm glad that they made it. I'm mildly interested um, I didn't read Kick-Ass 2 because I got tired of Mark Miller's style by then. Like, the first one was kind of cute, but, like, I have little patience for a, a writer that is all about, like, using, basically using comic books as a way to fuel his Hollywood fire. You know what I mean? Like, he was making movies before he could even finish six goddamn issues. That's bullshit. Yeah, I I see your point. I I don't have a problem with it. Entertainment's entertainment. If he's gonna put something out there, I'm fine with it. Kick Ass Two wasn't as good as Kick Ass One. Kick Ass One felt really 
really unique, really original. It really had its own its own tone. And it was just a really good story, a really good book. Um, Kick-Ass 2 kind of felt like a forced, where do we go from here? You think what's, so? the, what's the next step? I was okay I mean, with it. It was, it was a continuation yeah. of, of a story. If, if the original story was breaking new ground, then you can't break new ground with the same characters twice, I don't think. Or at least those characters. Yeah, I was mildly uh, interested in the second one, but not enough to pick it up. Um, because I was pretty bored after the end of the first one. Um, what at least tempted me to get it again is obviously John Romita Jr.'s artwork. I mean, the guy is just one of the best, and if anybody disagrees, I'll have Paul fight you. It'll be a quick fight. Yeah, I would, so look out. Look out. Look out, motherfuckers. So the second part of this question, which unknown comic deserves a big screen franchise? <laughs> um... Matt, what would you say is uh, a little some buried, buried treasure? Be a, be serious. Come on. Uh, actually, I think that could make for a pretty good indie movie. Um, could I think, be. Could be. I think that could make for a good Scott Pilgrim style movie. Yeah. Um, but highly underrated feature film. I really like that movie. Would it? Shitty comic book, but I love the movie. <laughs> I never read it. I never read it. What? What? Dom Yossi will, yeah, Dom oh. will provide you with oh. all of Scott, Scott Pilgrim's Pilgrim. a real rough read. Great movie. He real is probably going to like it. Oh, Matt's going to like God. it. You'd probably wrap it around your cock and come in. And it's good because it's just, hard time wait, it's just black you, and white, so your semen will just go right into the Are you telling me, Paul, that this book is as good as your mom? Oh! oh. oh. <clears throat> wow. But you might like I was Scott a little, Pilgrim. I was, I was a little... I mean, that was harsh, wasn't it? I thought we weren't hurting people's feelings this episode. No, we always hurt people's feelings. Okay. Uh, but that I wasn't expecting that. Was that Ouch. mean? Was that, oh. I didn't mean it. No, I'm all about your mom jokes. I mean, now that's fair game. Game on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think you would I think you would like Scott Pilgrim. I couldn't do it. It's that weird digest size. It's really Oh little. my god. Di- not, oh, not digest size! <laughs> Oh, shit! If Paul was a vampire, you could kill him with digest size. <laughs> Not a smaller page! What if you read... It was black and white, too, so... Oh, yeah, shit. I know. Two Look of... out now. Yeah, rough. Movie, great movie, though. So now, entertaining. With, with that said, Paul, did you not read Bone? In roughly the same was format? In size? black and white? You read that big, huge... One volume. I did, and I did not say digest size was the only reason I didn't ah, like it. Ah, okay. But is is it wasn't Bone bigger than maybe Scott maybe, maybe Scott a books, like what five six inches tall? They're, they're Bones at least. They're like, TV guide size. Bones tall, dude. Bone Bone's a tall book. Bone is not fourteen inches tall like you just did there. Ten inches. Ten inches. Bones. Bones bigger than Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, it is. Not a whole lot. It's closer to that. And it was regular. it was a better and it was a better better written, more interesting story. Actually, you know, it's funny that I accidentally brought it up, but Bone would be a great movie to tap or a great book to tap into and make a movie. It's a finite story. They could do it as an animated feature, which they probably should. I you can't know, imagine working live action. Here we go. Here's the problem I have <laughs> internally. 
because Bill Watterson, creator of Calvin and Hobbes, never heard of him. Never he he never licensed out Calvin and Hobbes. But you will find Calvin pissing on any number of right. sports team logo or Ford logo. logo. Nothing makes me more angry right, but than seeing Kelvin pissing on things. He never, I want to break those He never licensed out. it out yeah. for a cartoon, a movie, stuffed animals. So basically, what you're saying items. is Mark Miller didn't create Calvin and Hobbes. Right. Bill Calvin and Hobbes was the anti Garfield. Bill Watterson never licensed that out. Right. And when Bill Watterson doesn't do that, I, I, I get this internal pride of, well, good, stick to your morals, buddy. You know, you. You run with that. But does it make somebody bad to but provide people with, you Jeff know... Jeff Smith has done the same thing with Bone. Because nobody wants that shit. He hasn't licensed it out. People have wanted to make the Bone CGI movie slash cartoon for a long time. And he he won't do it. But... Can I stop you? Because you're wrong. I want to stop you now before you go further. Yeah. Him, no, yeah. let him keep going. No, 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 no. no, 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 no if, if I'm right, if I'm wrong, I want to know. They, they did make a bone video game. It's a it's a PC did game. They? Yeah, it's, it was made by a company called Telltale Games. They're the company that made the uh, Walking Dead video game that like won all kinds of awards this past year. It's kind of one of those like point and click type adventure style games. Like the Oregon Trail. Uh no, not like the Oregon Trail. Well, ed- educate me. Why is has he not? Is he person? Because I've been under the impression from reading different interviews with Jeff Smith that he doesn't want a bone cartoon. He uh, does, he's a bone, fine without a that. A bone cartoon was in development with Nickelodeon for a time. I don't know what happened to it, but I do remember uh, reading an interview with him. I believe it was with Wizard Magazine where he was talking about it, and he was saying the reason why it's not with something like Disney is because, you know, Bone isn't going to break out into song in the middle of the movie. And that's why Nickelodeon is the perfect vehicle for it. Don't know what happened, but... Well, Ultimate Spider-Man never... and Spectacular Spider-Man, both Disney-produced properties, didn't break out in the song. True, but... He did break out he... into dance in Spider-Man 3. Couldn't you see... Bone breaking out into song before maybe Spider Man, like in an animated feature. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's a little closer to traditional Disney animation. Bone would be a great Pixar movie. Pixar movie? I think it would be a great 2D, like hand drawn style animated movie. Either or, I think. It's it's just, it's a really good story. It's a it, rich it lends story. itself so well to such a broad audience. Yeah. I mean, that movie would kill. If it actually got done. that, that's my real answer. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't bone. I, yeah, I don't think I can think of a better bone, 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 bone. I knew you were going. Good question, that. Teresa. Are we are we done? Matt, Ian, and I don't get to uh, we don't get to offer something I, up. No, we're we're gonna go. You know what? Matt says definitively, it's bone done. Yep. Okay. So on to this week's topic. Um, Ian, what movie that hasn't been made that's that's little known, or maybe even is it? What was the question? Does it have to be little known? Uh, or? Just an unmade movie, I unmade. believe. Uh, unknown, unknown comic, technically is an the unknown question. comic. Oh, okay. that's a little depressed, boy. Yeah, well, Bone too, to a degree. I mean, especially because it's you know somewhat forgotten in the sands of time. 
shit, they haven't made a bone issue since the 90s. Yeah, it's not like, they're not, it's not like, you know, still waiting for that Black Manta movie. <laughs> we'll be waiting. They're still waiting for that Aquaman movie. Ian, what, we'll what movie really are you waiting still waiting for, for? Um, part of me wants to see, you know, uh, a Preacher movie. I know they would fuck uh, it all. No, up. Preacher has to be a TV HBO show. series. That's what I was, series. I was going there as well. Um, it, it. That would be, I mean, those are the, that and Why the Last Man would be something that I'd like to see brought to um, the silver screen or the small screen in, in some way, shape, or form. I mean, that's, that's what I'd like to see, but uh, it probably is best left in the long boxes than on the tube. Um, so I want to actually do a spinoff to Teresa's question and go ahead and oh. let's, let's, what comic book should be made into a show what would be the best show i mean obviously you have the walking dead which was a huge success is preacher the next best thing i don't know if they could do it right i don't know if even hbo would be able to push the envelope in the way that that book really did it was really risque there's a lot of crazy stuff i think religious things going down in preacher i i think they could hbo or showtime could definitely with the right creators behind it, they could definitely make a really great series. Everything in my, what I know about translating books and, and hoping that it's going to be great tells me that I shouldn't want this, but I really do. I, I'd like to see an HBO or Showtime Preacher TV series. If, I think that, that it would be really cool. If they did it, I would want it to keep true to the story and follow the story now granted some things are going to have to be different you're not going to be able to literally translate everything from the book in onto the tv screen but unlike the walking dead which is really branched off on its own way i think the walking dead story allows for different avenues of you know different ways the story could go but preacher is a set story. Same with the I Wild wouldn't Last want Man. It. Yeah, I agree. Set I wouldn't stories. want any translation or new characters, crazy yeah. stuff like that. I, I would want to recognize every single thing in that show, um, and I, and that and I want it. I want to see it. I've 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 had dreams about how it, the opening sequence would go and shit like that. Like I, I think would, it'd be a lot. I would of love fun. to see Angelville and Jody realized as people and just to have just to see jesse have to deal with him just get his fucking ass kicked and just have it be so awkward and uncomfortable to watch some of those scenes when he's stuck back home it, it would, ugh, if it was done done well but that's the real trick doing it well so doing you it, guys both it, agree then preacher would be the that that's the one that i want Paul's, the series for yeah. a series yeah yeah I think they could make a really good Batman series. It's called Arrow right now, but it could just as easily be a really good Batman series in that kind of tone. Does it upset you that it's clearly Batman in green? I've I've accepted it because I think I got used to that. I got used to that idea when they introduced him on Smallville, because he was a sen- Oliver Queen on Smallville was essentially Bruce Wayne. You know they're they're both multimillionaires. The you know playboys they run their own companies they're they have no powers ground level heroes so i got used to the idea then and well what's nice about arrow is that they can do a lot of things because he's a lesser known hero that 
DC isn't going to balk at like, oh, you, you can't do that with Batman. But since it's Arrow and no one knows him, then they can do it. And the cool thing with Arrow is they still bring in a lot of elements from DC where a lot of times movies will shy away from, you know, having a character with the same name as you recognize in the comic books. Sure, they change, you know, Star City to Starling City, mm-hmm. but they feature Ferris Airlines, you know, they have uh, Deathstroke in there the huntress is a there's a lot of really cool easter eggs in in arrow that that they can put in there because they have all the creative freedom they want pretty much in this season we're gonna meet barry allen and in episode 20 he's gonna become the flash i don't know i'm pretty excited about there are a lot of times where i'm sitting on the couch and i'm watching it and i'm like oh it's roy harper that's so awesome (laughs) and i get a look like why are you so excited or or someone will just say bloodhaven or someone will say gotham city yeah, and that's what happens. Matt, I would, what do you think would be a good A good TV? show? I would like to offer up Doctor Strange for a movie or a TV show. I think Doctor Strange could work well as a TV show, serialized like a cop show, but mm-hmm. in the mystical world. Mm-hmm. I think you could spin a lot of different weekly stories out of that character. Matt? I, I feel like I would like to see it more as a feature um dr strange you want the big the big magic budget yeah because i think that's that's the aspect of the character that would really be something else something maybe that we haven't actually seen yet on the big screen you know um and i think you know with a lower budget of a tv show it would i'm more into the spectacle of that character maybe than the story like i can't tell you a single dr strange story see i'd be fine with a more with a more ground grounded type character like in the oath that I just read, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, that, that was probably the best version of Doctor Strange that I've ever read. Um, TV show, I think an Astro City TV show would be pretty killer. But um, you wouldn't want the bigger budget for those kind of heroes because don't no. all of those heroes have powers? Yeah, yeah, but the show or the the comic book doesn't focus on any one character for that long so you don't really have like a main character the the, the main character is the city and all the the incredible people that live in it and that would i think lend itself so well to a tv show style format do you think people would would be able to pick up on that if they don't have one character or a couple characters to really um, get um emotionally invested in if they're not there all the time uh that's the trick uh i wouldn't want them to shoehorn a main character into it you know like i don't know if they could take the the marvels route and and make everything from you know the perspective of uh a photojournalist sheldon, sheldon yeah um there or, it is well some there's foot, always some footsie some hot footsie action at the in the mcsauce or, studios or, uh, you know, if, if um, that doesn't work, then, you know, these characters are recurring, but maybe they're not in every episode. And I feel like the characters in Astro City are very strong. They're really well defined. And, um, and the way that the comics are set up, they're, they're so, like, bite-sized, and they just would work. They just fit in your mouth, they and it's f- like, mmm. <laughs> every time right. I see... I feel like, because I'm sure Matt will fucking correct me once I say this, 
I feel like every time I see an image from I an I like correct you when you're wrong. Uh, right, and I, I'm sure you're going to think I'm wrong about this. I feel like every time I see an image from an Astro City book, there are like a million people flying. And I don't, I don't know if a TV budget... If you don't think a TV budget can handle a Doctor Strange show, I don't think a TV budget could handle the scope of this city full of superheroes. Yeah, Astro City, I've never read Astro City, but to me the impression I get is it's Justice League, but with different names. Um, it's, it's all those characters with those gigantic powers. I think it's a lot more like... Um, it's like comic books characters. It's more like top ten. It's more like Alan Moore's top ten where everyone in the city has a superpower. No, no. Everybody in the city doesn't have a superpower. What it is What is... percentage of of Astro City denizens well, have I haven't, a superpower? I haven't pulled I haven't done an Ian Sharpley poll just here. Give me, but... Just give me a number. Just give uh, me a percentage. I just like to be fair. That's all. Um I I don't know. Fifty? No, no. There's like just as many as... As in the DC universe? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in the yeah, city... Yeah, so there's nothing like top ten. In the city, think of it as, like, the equivalent of Marvel's New York City. Astro City is probably that maybe double. Or maybe triple. But that's it. You know, it's not like... It's, you know, it's, it's a fraction of a percent of the population. Yeah. Um... Yeah, a lot of them fly, and you know, some are more ground level, and that—that's what would be fun—the diversity of it. Because you know, you have your Batman style character, but you have your Spider-Man style character, and yes, you have your Superman style, and anything in between that, you, you're Fantastic Four. Like I think they're called the First Family, and um, how pretentious. Yeah, and it would be pretty cool. It would. I think that that would be a lot of fun. But um, so, Paul, did you have a a movie? You you said that Doctor Strange is that your pick? I I I'd, I'd pick Doctor Strange for both. I think they could. I think they could do the big grand mystical spectacle like you want on the big screen, yeah. and I think they could do more of a grounded, serialized version of it. And if they did the TV show version, you could bring in some of those other ground level characters. Moon Knight could be. Could have a recurring role because yeah. it all takes place in New York. Those heroes are around. Sony won't let them have Spider Man, but you get some of those other. Marvel if you were Sony, notes. you wouldn't let them have Spider Man either. I would if I was Sony. I'd want to cash in on some of that. I if th- I was Sony, I would. Re- I don't. I don't know all the inner workings of big movie making business, but do you want me to tell you? I'd be like, I'm just kidding. Hey, Marvel, let's. Let's do this. No, Sony's like, we can Let's make enough this. money by ourselves. We don't need Marvels. We can we, we don't have to team up with Marvel. We have Spider-Man, Marvel's big heavy I hitter. I, I know. So and and on a personal note, because I don't feel like any of our listeners would give a shit, but I wouldn't mind seeing a Savage Dragon movie. <laughs> um the the twelve year old in me wants to see that original miniseries made into a just a kick ass movie. I think it would be pretty good. Do Savage Dragon... Do you think a movie like Kick-Ass? No, or no. Or a movie that kicked ass? Is a the movie first, that kicked ass. Is the first... Is that six issues? Three. Three's a little more reasonable to squeeze into two hours then. Yeah, it's... I mean, six. I think Ian read it probably way back in the day. Oh, I've, I've, I read it recently as last year. 
Just the original uh, miniseries? Just to update myself, I read that, I read Wildcats, and I read Spawn. Just uh-huh. to see how I felt about it after so long of a time. And I would say that Savage Dragon held up better than Wildcats fell right on its face. Mm-hmm. Real. Oh, I read Youngblood as well. How did that hold up? Youngblood was horrible. Oh my <laughs> god. It was a comedy. It was really bad. Wildcats at least had Jim Lee's beautiful artwork, bad story. Characters were interesting design-wise, but it was a terribly written story. Who was a worse writer, Jim Lee or Rob Liefeld? Oh, yeah. Rob Liefeld. It's not even. It's not even a debate, dude. Okay. It, the the some of the shit that was happening in so, Youngblood was just out of control. The, Todd McFarlane, bad dialogue. You know, could not script a story, mm-hmm. but bad certain. Artist. Well, how dare you? <laughs> but certainly could. He knew. That who that character was yeah. and fleshed him out as best as he could. He never said that he was a top ten writer. Yeah, he just yeah. happened to be a top ten artist. Spawn as a character in that story was still decent. Conceptually decent very cool, right? Yes. And Savage Dragon was, like I said, probably the best out of it. Maybe it was a. I think it was a little simpler. The story was. Uh, yeah. Eric Larson didn't try to jump out of the box and do things that he was unfamiliar with. Right. And I and he he did. Pretty well and scripted. I think he scripted the stories as well. I think he did. He, he, he wrote them, so I think he scripted them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing about the Savage Dragon series, at least earlier on, I always felt like it was very character driven. Um, you know, there's no inner inner monologue ever from the characters. It's all just about interaction between one another, which is the same exact approach that Robert Kirkman has, who was a protege of Larson's, which is why Invincible and The Walking Dead both kind of follow that format. So, I've and re- Battle Pope. And Don't Battle, and I'm not going to leave Battle Pope out. <laughs> and and I really like that style, uh, and it does kind of simplify things, and that tends to also make for like a quicker read, which I tend to like better anyway. But I think those three issues. Yeah, they're simple, but they kind of throw a little twist on it with having the superhero actually part of the police force and his like whole amnesia thing, doesn't know where he comes from, and you, you get a taste of the city that he lives in in Chicago that's run by the Vicious Circle, which is the criminal organization that's filled with, they call them super freaks. I think that's what they were calling them. And it's a I, gang run by Rick James. Is that what happened yeah. with them? <laughs> it's a gang run by uh, the Overlord, who is a Doctor Doom ripoff, and uh, and the cops just don't stand a chance. So they happen to get Savage Dragon. They find him and they train him to be a cop, and he starts, you know, fighting for the good guys. It was pretty cool, especially for a twelve-year-old. Um, I would like to see that brought to life. And I think they could do it in the same way that they kind of did the Hellboy thing with the prosthetics and everything. Yeah, that's what I was just you get a You get a big actor that, that also has a lot of charisma because I think that character needs it. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. It's perfect. Actually. He can be any color you want. If, if he toned Green. it down, <laughs> if he toned it down, he probably could do it pretty well. Um, just paint him green and put a fin on his head. Yeah. So, but that that's just the personal, like, the, the so you selfish choice. It sounds to me like that could really work as a series. Um, well, that's just the, uh, the miniseries with, the, you know, the miniseries is just a very brief snippet. Um, yeah, I don't know how big 
the villains get, how big of a budget you would really need to fully flesh all that stuff out. Some but of the villains are like, pretty wild. There. It sounds like superhero, superhero so, cop with just the just the way he looks was always very it's very iconic to me. I think you could do it either way. You could do it as a TV series or as a feature film. Yeah, I think Eric Larson said that he would like to do it as a TV series. I always felt that it would <clears throat> that miniseries would work great as a as a standalone or a kickoff to maybe its own trilogy or something like that. I think we're um I think we're we're showing our movie and TV colors between Matt and I tonight. Because I want everything on the small screen, <laughs> and Matt wants everything on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, I do tend to like film better than television. You do. I, I, I love fucking television. I love that long-form storytelling. You can tell such big, gigantic, over-the-top stories with, with movies, but you really get in-depth with um, character, the progression of your characters, and you can really yeah. fall in love and know those characters over seasons and seasons and seasons. Which doesn't happen in now, movies. Now, a story that I think would work really well for the big screen, and it's only three issues in out of ten, is The Wake. Which you is... You fucking love I The love Wake. The Wake. It's, it's so fucking good. It's that book all is done, right. That book has done so well. The way oh, Sean Murphy does the artwork. That reminds me of something. It's, you feel... You understand the claustrophobia of being stuck in this... Uh, in this underwater plant with all these fucking man-eating sea creatures around you. He really makes you feel it. It could be such a good horror movie. It's good, but god uh, damn, man. I feel I like... Remember, remember Lot 13? Yeah. The yeah. horror comic book, six issues. That would work well as a, as a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Uh, you mentioned Scott Snyder... Uh, his uh, Severed series, I think that was also six issues, would be a great standalone film. It's horror comic book, really creepy and scary. Um, but a good TV show, superhero TV show, but it would have to have an incredible budget, do Invincible. Um, yeah. Very, very character-driven, good dialogue, just like The Walking Dead. It could be done. Yeah, that's that's the tough thing about Invincible is the budget. I know Ian doesn't like it. I, I don't know I, why. I'm not, not, a, not a big fan. Ian's making a face like I fed him a turd. Not but... a big fan. Matt continues to feed me turds. I thought I thought Invincible was great, but I mean, you have three of the main characters are Superman level powers, and lots that's of gonna, flying around, lots of devastation. That's gonna be really hard. To replicate on a quality basis. I agree, but you wouldn't have to give it the the Man of Steel over the top, you know, $200 million budget. I think it could get Smallville. Yeah, yeah. But even Smallville only had the budget for. There was not a lot of flying shots and stuff like that. Well, I don't know. I'm saying the people that, you know, the people who made The Walking Dead can take some of that money that they've been making from that show and. Put it in because shit. How much could The Walking Dead possibly cost to to operate? Yeah. That that is a low budget show, considering the effects are all kind of simple. You know, I feel like as far as digital, what blood is it? Me yeah. or do some of those effects look really shitty? 
Maybe we'll save this for the Walking Dead podcast in a couple months. But, I mean, I think that if they put it on A&E and they said, you know, Robert Kirkman's, because I think people are starting to recognize the name a little bit. Robert Kirkman's Invisible. A-list creator? From the people that brought you. That's another podcast, <laughs> From sir. the people that brought you the Walking, or from the writer of the Walking Dead. I, I think that it could, you know, have some potential. That would definitely work better than a movie. And imagine, like, the whole Omni-Man, like, turn like maybe at the end of season one or something that would just be pretty is it's been so long since i've read that that's not that's not an adult book right there there's no swearing or anything in there or is there um shit i don't know i I feel like there is not because that would yeah that would be that would be really you know what i I think i don't remember you know what i think there is because it is incredibly violent oh oh and that'll do it, folks. Uh, pizza's here. They're not bothering to ring the doorbell. We're going to have to leave a note. Please ring the doorbell. For dramatic effect. Are you going to pull the pizza guy by chance? Do you Yes. Yeah, go ahead. That's it, folks. Pizza break. from pizza break Ian pizza count two pizza zero breadstick let it be known that I had spaghetti before I came here oh I had two pizza one breadstick one pizza two breadsticks sounds like we all backed off a little bit tonight I think so well the breadstick one pizza hut breadstick is 220 calories Holy shit, why didn't you <laughs> tell me that before I it's ate fu- two fucking breadsticks? <laughs> no, it's right? fucking crazy. It's almost better just to have the fucking pizza. Yeah. How Holy many, shit. How many calories is pizza? Oh, pizza's it's, it's not. Double that's, yeah, pizza's 300 something. No, it's not. It's not that much Jesus. better. Jesus. We're going to just have to start doing something different. Uh, Three thirty for one piece of pizza. Three okay, so so two twenty for the breadstick. Two twenty, breadstick. Two, okay, so I that would be, uh, four forty, and then three twenty. Yep. So that'd be uh seven sixty. I eat seven hundred and sixty fucking calories. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to get the mix sauce diet plan going in full effect here. I think we're okay. I think we're doing all right. I don't know. I don't. Now I feel fat. Well, that uh, the second shot of Jose Cuervo Silver makes all that pizza go down a little bit better. It does. Oh, okay. It uh, it dissolves the pizza real quick, <laughs> from what I've heard it's like about. It didn't, never even. It's happen. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's acid to the calories and just eats them up. Makes makes you feel less full. The past past couple podcasts during the pizza break, we watched 
a couple episodes of the new Batman. Beware the yeah, Batman. Beware the Batman series. They are not kidding in that title, are they? No, you should beware of that television show because it's not all that great. I'm hanging in there a little bit. It's it's kind of part parts of it are growing on me. You know why that is, Ian? Yeah, because I like bad things. Because Paul hangs in there until until the end. He does. That really goes along with all of your reading and watching habits. You just punish the fuck out it's of not yourself. The, some of the animation is atrocious. Uh, a lot of the really really obscure villains, like Z-list Batman villains. Like Silver Monkey, they're real. They're kind of rough, but some aspects of the Beware the Batman story, I really, I, I appreciate. It's early in his career. Bruce gets his ass kicked oh, every episode. Right. Yeah, this is back when Lex Luthor used to be his butler. Yeah, um, <laughs> Alfred isn't the little frail British butler. He's like former MI6. He's big and bulky. He looks like Lex Luthor. No For those of you hair. that know what Lex Luthor looks right. like and Which who he apparently is, is fucking he no looks one. like Professor X when Standing he walks. <laughs> yeah. But no. Beware the Batman's been kind of rough. So tonight we switched up. Matt's never seen Green Lantern, the animated series. Uh, we watched the first episode tonight, and holy fuck, am I sad that that series is over. I forgot how much I enjoyed it. The the theme, uh, the, you know, the characterizations, the... Um, the design for the characters, everything about it just fit right in my wheelhouse. It feels like it took the best elements out of the stuff that we love. Uh, Tron is something that I really like. Star Wars. They it take has all a those very things and Star mash Wars them. feel to the show. It mashes them all up in, together in a way that makes complete sense for the universe. It, this is my favorite version of Green Lantern. I'm not a big Green Lantern fan in the comic books. The movie, not so good, but holy hell, do I love the animated series. And I'm sad that it's gone at this point. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Kevin Smith on one of his podcasts. I almost want to start crying. Wow, so I, I miss it. It he, was such a good show. I missed oh, it. you feel like him? I, I thought like... you mentioned you were saying that he mentioned it. And he oh was no, 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 no! I love when Kevin Smith starts crying. That, I think it's so it's, it's fucking passionate. sad and hilarious. <laughs> love it. Yeah, Matt, what what did you think about one one episode in? Uh, I. I really like the fact that it feels like a 3D version of Bruce Tim artwork. It does. Um, you know, the fact that he's, what, the executive producer probably mm-hmm. has a little something to do with that. Uh, the The textures on it were really, really bland and flat. Um, and I was assured that it gets better, so. Yeah, they do pick it up in the second season. They do hash some of that out. They put more texture to it. I think even some of the movement gets a little more improved than the pilot episode that we watched today. Yeah, well, there's an episode with the Spider Guild, and the textures on those aliens are so bad. They're so terrible. It's like they didn't even fucking try. But after that, everything everything starts to get better. And they bring in characters like the Anti-Monitor. They bring in the Blue Lantern Corps, Star Sapphire. Guy Gardner. Boo! Oh, but it's but it's good that they they bring in all these different characters that you might not have seen in any of the other incarnations of the DC animated universe, the best animated universe, may I add? They do they do sure. some really some really cool stuff. Um, I would have loved this series to have taken off, and so to speak, and really yeah, and really gotten the life that Batman the animated <laughs> series did because it feels like tonally. They take place in the same universe, mm-hmm. especially since they're they're based off like the Bruce Tim style of design, 
Big shoulders. Little waist. Big chins. Big chins. It's really regretful that the uh, current Batman show wasn't modeled after the Bruce Tim style. And I realized they were trying to do something new, but they have done some new shit. I don't think it would have hurt to go back to their kind this of bread is, and butter. This is the third Batman show since Batman the Animated Series. Well, it feels like DC is making an effort to distance itself from the Bruce Tim stuff. I think that's a really false way to go about it. I think it's it's not the smartest thing. All the Bruce Tim stuff, for me, that's how I think of a lot of the animated series stuff. And that's how I want DC's stuff to go forward. Even Young Justice kind of had a Bruce Tim element to it. Young Justice was... Young Justice could have easily been, and I don't know how much the writers and creators put into this idea, but the Justice League is the Justice League Unlimited Justice League. It's Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, Hawkgirl. It felt like a sequel to the old Bruce Tim Justice League cartoons, which is one of the things that made Young Justice so endearing. Did you ever watch the... um... DC Animated featured Doom, which kind of took the elements of Young Justice, and they, they look the, the same, the way that the character designs are. So and it brought back all the all the voice actors. All the voice actors. I never saw it, though. Really? really? I never saw it. Oh, oh, really? I yeah. have it. I'll have to bring it over and let you guys borrow it. Excellent. Really great. The, the story of it is, um, it's the Tower of Babel, um, yeah. with a little bit of different spin, where... It's basically um, all of the villains get, or actually in this one, I think it's Vandal Savage, gets information from Batman and from, from his files about how to defeat each Justice League member and then sends a different member of, you know, I guess it would be the Injustice League at this point after them. Bane fights Batman. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I really enjoyed it. I'll have to bring it over. Let you guys check it. Maybe so, next uh, something next I wanted, pizza break. We, that's we something I wanted to check it out. That's something I wanted to check out and I never got around to it. Maybe maybe next pizza break. I'll bring it over. We'll watch it. But we should watch part two of the Green, Green Lantern. Lantern pilot. I'm game. You're what? I would never say that about you. But I'm happy. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what what version of the word did you think I meant? Oh, I just mis- I misheard you. That's all. Uh, I'm all in. I think to men's butts. Oh! Because first you said, I'm gay. No. I don't know what you're talking about. So, for hour number two of episode 21, <clears throat> I should be, um, we should let our fans know right now that we're going to take a week off. So... So don't never fear. We will be back, but uh, yeah, just schedule conflicts. The Wednesday of August fourteenth, when you were expecting to download your brand new favorite podcast, Mix Sauce episode twenty two, it won't be there. Um, we have a variety of things going on, so we're gonna take a week off. We think we've fed you a healthy diet of Mix Sauce podcast or a fatty. Grease laden, <laughs> fat diet. Mix sauce with a side of breadsticks. Yeah. yeah. This is this is a great opportunity to get caught up on some, you know, really great um, previous episodes that you may have Vintage. missed. Vintage. Vintage. Mix sauce. That's a, that's, a, that's a good idea. Go back and get caught Go up. Go back and listen to that first episode. It's a collector's item. 
it's really, a number one. It's a number one. Yeah, low print run, really good stuff. CCG. I don't remember point, what the hell. Nine point seven rating. What are we talking about in that first one? How we got into comic books ah. and Kenny Baker being a dick. It's the yeah. it's the origin story of McSauce. It is. Yeah. I, this week I did recommend to uh, one of our listeners older episodes and he commented on episode six out of the blue today so really did he mm-hmm. write a fucking review no he just wrote on facebook uh, he wrote facebook. on facebook he wrote Fuck. on if he's gonna write why can't he write a review who is this person this person is steve the mead cat <laughs> steve we love the you mead cat. we we appreciate it we love you could you please write a review you wouldn't like what steve had to say paul about <gasps> Villains, because he all he had a lot of things to say about <clears throat> villains. Um, he said, <laughs> "Take a headshot of Lex Luthor, and you could mistake it for Howie Mandel." <laughs> uh, he also said that Gargamel is more of an A-list villain, so that kind of defeats any of his brilliant his credibility arguments. He defeated his own credibility. Yes, but he he went back to episode six and listened to. Uh, he said something about uh, that it was. It was totally Catwoman in Good. the movie. So Good. Way to go, Matt. So we're going to take... Yeah, but we would recommend to all your listeners... Totally go back. Catwoman, huh? Totally Steve? Catwoman. When, when do they call her Catwoman? They don't. Get back to me on that, Steve. <laughs> well, we'll, maybe we'll even put on the Facebook page uh, recommended uh, uh, your favorite episode, Paul. Matt, your favorite episode. And we'll put... Uh, our recommendations on there so people can go and maybe write a fucking review and let us know what they think. But rest assured, we will be back the week of the 21st with brand new McSauce content for you. So, for our two, um, we're going to talk what crossovers we would like to see in the comic book or greater entertainment world community. I say that because... Chips was never a comic book. To the best of my knowledge, but it seems like one of those weird 70s things that would have had a comic comic book for a time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you like Chips so much? You're the biggest supporter of Chips in the Chips U. I think I like, I think I, to this day, I will sit down and I will watch some fucking Chips. I think it's because I'm a big fan of the Buddy Cop show and Ponch and John are two of the original Buddy Cops. And they made a whole fucking show about them. Sergeant Gertrere, the great sergeant to play off of both of those characters, takes place in L.A. Motorcycle your, cops. Your home, your hometown, My hometown, which you've never been to before. Hometown. Very, very takes, strange. Takes me back. The Brizzle and I uh, missed days of PTI. Missed days of college, or technical school, as you might say, to watch Chips Marathons on TBS that started at 6 in the morning. Wow. Good times. Good times. I don't have really any kind of TV show combo that I want. Listeners, what would you want it to cross Listeners, over do yourself a favor and go listen to the Chips theme song. It's so fucking 70s fantastic. But what what would you cross Chips over with? Like, what would that, what would that be? Because you, you kind of just went and you are just like, I like Chips. <laughs> you, can, you can cross Chips over with anything. Chips is like rice. You can put it with any meal. What do you want chips to cross over with? Silverhawks? Thundercats? Justice League? Doctor Strange? Chips? 
miniseries? Yes. I I, I would yes. wholeheartedly disagree. I would think that no. You know what chip? Work? You know what chips would have crossed over with really good? Scooby Doo. You think so? All the yeah, like the old episodes where Scooby Doo meets Batman and Phyllis Chips Diller and Baywatch and Wouldn't the Harlem Globetrotters kind of thing. Chips and Baywatch. Chips and Baywatch would work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could get down on Chips and Baywatch. You'd have to have some some fight between uh, the Hoff and Paunch <laughs> at some point, but then they would come together and become all that you know, fucking, friends. All that fucking manliness. That's too much testosterone. I could have watched a Chips the OC crossover. That would be pretty creepy, I would imagine. That would have been sweet, but you'd, you'd have to recast, because Larry Wilcox, who played John, John Baker, might be dead. But uh, Eric Estrada, he's not he's not looking all that great these days. He looks like an old Hollywood guy. He's entering into that George Hamilton. The dark days. <laughs> the dark days. He uses black money. <laughs> or really tan money. Very, very tan money. Matt, what TV show from the 70s would you cross over with uh, other things? Hmm. I'm not a big 70s TV, like, aficionado. Um, probably something in Sanford and Son would be a, a good A comedy. Option. Ooh, look out now. Yeah, like, Scooby-Doo and Sanford and Son probably could work pretty well. Uh, that wouldn't work well at all. Okay. Why? Because Sanford and Son didn't go on adventures. Which would be a good opportunity for them, wouldn't it? But that if I th I think that they will be totally out of their element. But ah. Chips is already doing that stuff. Oh okay. They will probably be on the scene as the mystery machine pulled up ah. to bust whoever's fucking around with the old amusement park. Okay. Not that the Harlem Globetrotters go on a lot of adventures. <laughs> Well, they do. But, they go to, like, the Consult Energy Center. Of the Harlem Globetrotters is from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So maybe Matt's on to something with Sanford and Son. Um, you big yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have a, a 70s show. 70s movie? Since you're the movie guy? Well, Since um, TV is so beneath you. Wow. He's really attacking you, Matt. A, a 70s movie. Um... How come we're not fighting? Yeah. Matt and I don't fight. Matt and I argue. <sighs> he says dumb things like, I think Attack of the Clones is a better movie than The Avengers. I stand by that. And Do I, you want to get into that, and motherfucker? I, and I hold in my rage. No, we, we, we've, we've gone all <laughs> podcasts without arguing. And like, At least Attack of the Clones has fucking music. I think I was, I think I was speechless. It, I, I, had, I had a hard time processing that sentence. I will never forget it. I was at my desk at work, and you were standing. You were standing off to the side. Is this cut. fresh off the Avengers? Like, paint the picture. Like, what? No, what? this was. I think six it was, months ago. Yeah. Okay. You had your arm up on the cube wall. Did and, he have the sunglasses on no. inside the office? And you said it. No. Boy, is that famous? I was like, I love that image of you. Hey, it was shocking. If you're this cool. Fuck yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> Own it. Own it. So he was like, did he have like a leather jacket on like the fawns? <laughs> hey. Oh, happy Ooh. days. Happy days, Chips. If Chips went back in time to the 50s. Yeah, maybe. So so you painted the picture. Paint the picture. Fonzie was standing by your desk. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what exactly we were talking about, but 
it came out of your mouth, Attack of the Clones was a better movie than The Avengers. And I didn't understand what you said at first. I thought you were speaking in another language. <laughs> but he stands by it. Conviction, folks. The backbone of the McSauce podcast. <laughs> I thought contradiction was the backbone. <laughs> yeah, so you, you have no... So aside from TV, move, uh, 70s TV or movies, what properties do you think would make a good crossover? Um... I think that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I fucking told you what it was and I forget what it was. The Turtles and it sounds familiar. Like I, sh- I like I know what's coming. You must have loved. Well, you can you can think about it. You must have loved the Turtle Savage Dragon crossover. That must have been like. Heavy I was I was actually gonna bring that out <laughs> a little bit later once we talked about comics. Yeah, that that. We can get into that a little bit later, but yeah, that was a really badass crossover. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, the turtles and um, so, somebody else that fights Spider Man. No, no, it wasn't like Marvel. Um, Not a big company. So turtles and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, it was turtles and Lil Depressed Boy. T- yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Let's make a, a, a right turn here. What property do you think would best cross over with Lil Depressed Boy? Would it be Scott Pilgrim? Or would you want something that was different from Little Depressed Boy that he would have some yeah, different I, kind of adventure? I would like that almost where he gets lost in this like world, like maybe within his like daydreaming or something like that. Little Depressed Boy and the Punisher? <clears throat> Like he's well, fuck. They did Archie, Archie and the, and the Punisher. Punisher. Yeah, and you know what else they did? They did Archie meets Kiss, which is pretty badass. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Which which recalls your beautiful uh, comic strip ah. that you did a couple weeks ago. That was really slick. I Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun to draw, and um, some of the most homoerotic work you've done. <laughs> I can't tell you how fun it was to draw the chest hair on. <laughs> the chest was the best. <laughs> I felt so dirty looking at it. I felt like... Chest uh, hair my, was the best hair. I felt like the principal from Ferris Bueller. <clears throat> yeah, it was very homoerotic. Um, so turtles and something. That's a great Tur- Turtles and something, yeah. Maybe it'll come to me. But um, So what are what are some of our like more memorable crossovers out of comic books or uh, shows, movies? Uh, uh, the Just the standards. When they introduced Mork. Oh, jeez, oh, man. Yeah, Which wasn't so. really a crossover. That was... Because Mork and, Mork Mindy, and Mindy was, was a spinoff. spin-off much like Laverne and Shirley also was a spinoff from Happy Days. I was never all that big into either any of those shows. I was balls deep. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Mm. Child of late 70s, 80s television. Now, in the comics, they, of course, had the... Marvel DC crossovers. They had a couple different versions. Didn't they have one in the eighties, one in the nineties as well? I've never read the the George Perez one, and I think it's George Perez that's keeping me away from it. If someone, if do you either of you have that? I don't have it. Marvel versus DC. I don't have it. Yeah. Yes, I have it. The Although... one with Spider Man and Superman on top of some building. No, 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 no. That's not Marvel versus DC. Marvel yeah. versus DC was in the like mid early to mid 90s um the 
the classic Spider-Man versus Superman was, um, I don't know who drew that, but that was in the 80s or maybe even the 70s. And Alex Ross did a, a rendition of that, which is amazing. Um, but <clears throat> later in the 90s, I think it was, they made a Avengers versus Justice League crossover, which I think George Perez was involved in. Um, yeah, that's the one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't. I read it. I don't remember it at all. Um, but one of the one of the more unusual crossovers from probably the '70s was uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. I remember uh, at least seeing that the cover to that one. I, I never read that. Um, I'm typically not a big crossover guy. I don't usually like to see. My heroes mix up. I I wasn't interested in the DC Marvel crossover. Really? Yeah. That's weird that you weren't interested. I feel like that was the biggest fucking thing of its time. Yeah. You know? No, I didn't. I I can honestly say that I didn't even read it. Um. Yeah. I I yeah. don't know. Most of the time, it doesn't, doesn't. The execution was so poor because it was only four issues. Each company published two of the issues, and uh, the. There were so many fights that you couldn't focus on anything. It was truly just, in some cases, they wouldn't even show the fight. They would just show, like, the the character, basically, the two opposing characters walk up to each other, and then a few panels later, you'd see a victor. And that was it. Um, Crossovers work much better on PlayStation than they do in comic books, I think. One of the... Um, the more exciting crossovers, I think, um, this is going into cinema, would be Freddy versus Jason. Um, it was, you know, kind of a one of those crossovers that you debated for years just on your own. Like, who's a cooler, uh, you know, slasher villain? Um, I was always a Freddy guy growing yeah. up. In in my later years, I've I've switched. I've become more of a Jason guy. Mm -hmm. But back back when I was a kid, I liked Freddy better. Um, and the movie is pretty terrible. Um, if you see it, I I went to the theaters to see that. I did one. too. My, <laughs> my brother and I went the day that it opened, and we went and saw it. Um, yeah, it wasn't very good. Another one in that same vein, um, Aliens. Versus Predator. Yeah, I was always I always like both of those franchises. What which one? You got to take a side. Yeah, I know. Uh, man, I really I guess I guess I go Predator. Mm -hmm. I think I, I like the Predator movies a little bit better mm -hmm. than the or at least the first two Predator movies. Predator mm -hmm. Two is uh, highly underrated. I think I thought that was a pretty scary movie. Really, and I've only kinda, seen Predator Two. Yeah, with it was creepy with Danny Glover. With Danny Glover in the city. Yeah, it's yeah. creepy. That was terrible. I liked it. I thought it was good. I Highly like, underrated. I like how Paul's like angry at you for liking that. That's okay. You can't That's make... the, you're making you're, the only you're making a little shit I have face right ever now. Ever heard say? I liked it. Anything pos yeah. anything positive about it? It was good. Hence, that's why Ian said it's underrated. It's underrated. So, uh, Paul, you can you... disagree. It's fine. I disagree. Why do you have to do it like such a douche? I can't help it. That's that's the face that that response makes my face like, make. Like I said, Attack of the Clones is better than Avengers. What? That was just... I was I almost fell out of my chair. That statement was so shocking. If, if you... This is, is. this is disturbing, but it's not so much shocking. 
There also in the mid '90s was uh, the Predator versus Batman crossover. Oh, in the comics that happened in the comics. Well, there was also Batman Alien. I think Batman Alien. Uh, and then seems like Batman fought a lot of different people. Yeah, there was um, Batman Grendel by Matt Wagner. Yeah, oh yeah, that was a good one. That one fit too. It really worked. You know, they were able to blend those two worlds like seamlessly, like as if you felt Grendel was just a part of Batman's world just as much as you know the riddler is or the penguin is um but going back to aliens versus predator paul were you more of an aliens guy or a predator guy um i was neither i still don't have any if if i had to pick i'd go predator but i really have no connection to either one of i go predator so this is predator nation right here yeah Yeah, predator nation represent the first movie was really fucking awesome. I don't think that I'll get any argument. I don't think I'll get any poopy face from Paul by saying that the first what? movie. What? What? You didn't, you like Predator 1? Arnold Schwarzenegger what? and Apollo Creed versus Aliens. And, Fuck yeah. And Jesse Ventura. Are we going to leave him out? Come I'll, on I'll now. And Billy. Seriously. the fuck played Billy. <laughs> that, and, and Billy? <laughs> and Billy. <laughs> hey, Billy was like the... Second to last one to die. I mean, he made it pretty far. I always felt like Predator was kind of like Contra, the movie. You know what I mean? Like Contra. Yeah. 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 Um, There should have been a Chuck Norris Rambo crossover. You think so? During that that peak 80s action movie time period, yeah. Remember Chuck Norris had a cartoon at some point? Yes. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I can remember... um, that particular year, whatever, however old I was turning, I was you know in elementary school. I was so excited because it was my birthday, and I was pretty sure I was going to get a Chuck Norris action figure for my birthday, and I could not fucking sleep the night before my birthday. <laughs> you wow. were that amp for real? Yeah, because I, and you know what, I got one. I got one. Like it was one of those deals where like you know I had school that day and I got the present in the morning, but I couldn't fucking wait to get home to play with it. Which Chuck Norris action figure did you get? <laughs> he he had blue and white clothes on. It was more like his practice. He wasn't wearing his gi. His practice gi. Yeah. Was it this cat right here? <laughs> That's it, dude. That's the one. Wow. And you were that amp for Chuck Norris? Yes. Did you watch the? Uh, did you watch the cartoon? I, were you a film fan? I don't really even remember that. I wow. remember I, it was just the toy. I wanted that toy what so much. What a fucking mustache this guy had in the toy too. Yeah, those Sorry. were back in the days. Also, the the other big birthday thing for me back then was um. You guys remember those little pink muscle characters? I remember the muscle oh, man. I yeah, muscle. I remember those. Yeah, ones. I was real into them too. I'd say that I go more. Oh, there you go. I I went more Battle Beasts. I like those guys Battle better. Battle Beasts. Do you not know? Were those the know. ones that had the fire, water? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Battle Beasts yeah. muscle those... crossover. Ooh. What did muscle one. stand for? Because it was an acronym. I don't remember. Men. Do you remember? Or we could do mask muscle crossover. Hmm. Oh, mask? I think when you think mask battle beasts would be a better crossover, mask GI Joe would be a mask GI Joe would be awesome. I was also thinking this in humanoids GI Joe. Oh, and I would like that GI Joe. Yeah, you think humanoids are maybe a little too, uh, a little too on the uh, high on the power scale. 
You think so? Fight G.I. Joe? You think so? I think that with all the all the weaponry think... that the Joes have, I think they could combat the the inhumanoids what would pretty be, good. What would be cool would be to see G- the Joes and Cobra have to team up to fight to the fight inhumanoids. That would be awesome. I would like that. I would also pay money for the humanoids Transformers crossover. That would be pretty cool. Which would have a very distinct Voltron slash Pacific Rim the Voltron movie vibe. Or Voltron Silverhawks oh, crossover. Oh, yeah. Voltron Silverhawks yeah. would go hand in hand. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of like the, the Voltron Transformers. Voltron Transformers? It just feels... Just, it, there's something about it that feels well, right Vol- to me. The Voltron Force are space explorers. Cybertron is in space. You know, it, I Mash think, them all up. Voltron, Transformers, <laughs> Silverhawks, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Put them all together. <laughs> they made, uh, in the comics, there was a, a crossover where it was, it was a four. I believe there were four various characters. They did Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, and Ash from the Evil Dead Evil series. Dead, yeah. And uh, I, I don't remember how... It resolved, but I really remember liking it. Sidebar. Muscle, the acronym, stands for Millions of Unusual Small Creatures Lurking Everywhere. Wow, that's balls deep. Yeah. What What we need to do is I'd like to see all the space 80s cartoon stuff, like, like I mentioned, Jason the World Warriors. Does anybody remember Mighty Orbots? It was like a Voltron ripoff kind of... Put those fuckers out there. Brave Star. Brave Star. Do you remember Brave Star? It was he was like like a cowboy, right? He was space Uh, cowboy. Brave Star and Silverhawks would would go hand in hand. And Brave Star was a filmation thing, which you could bring He Man in. Yeah, all that. All that's all that space shit. It always felt like Robotech. Put Robotech in there. It always felt well. They're they're doing a Robotech Voltron crossover. Are they? Pretty soon here. Yeah, I have never been interested in Robotech. I couldn't tell you one thing about it other than Transformers use the Robotech mold for the Skyfire figure. I always try to get into Robotech. I always think that I would like it. It's on Netflix. I try to watch it. I get two episodes in. It bores the shit out of me. I'm not a anime guy. It's a little too anime-ish for me. But I, it, it's a great story. I've read it on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that I never felt would work well as a crossover would be um, Star Wars. Like, With anything? Not really, no. I mean, the, the obvious choice is Star Trek. Crossover Star Wars and Star Trek. And there was one YouTube video that somebody put together where... It, it was filmed in San Francisco, and then somebody added in with CGI. Oh, my God, CGI. I can't believe it. I hate it. Um, <laughs> but they added in with CGI. Now, is that douchey, what the, he just the did? The abhorrent CGI. Yeah, it was a little bit. So they added in with CGI, like um, kind of like cool shit. Like you would see speeder bikes flying around the streets. You would see, um, I think there was a Star Destroyer flying through. And then you saw the Enterprise that was flying over the bay. And then above, like, in, you know, the atmosphere hovering somewhere was a Death Star. Mm-hmm. And at some point, like, the Death Star, like, shoots and blows up the Enterprise. And I thought that was kind of cool. But 
There's got to some... be something that Star Wars crosses over with, though. Don't if, you think? if something's going to cross over with know. Star Wars, it's going to I'm, I'm have trying to... to think real hard. The Star Wars universe is so established. It's, it's created such a world for itself that it would have to be something that's already in space, that's already an alien planet, that would... That would look seamless if you saw one of those characters on Moss Eisley. What would that be? I don't know. Star Wars Green Lantern. Mash it up. I'd, I'd read it. <laughs> well, I know you would. So, I'd read it. So, Ian, you don't traditionally like crossovers. Was there any that you've ever read that you enjoyed? Would Thundercats work with Star Wars? No. No. But Thundercats would work with He-Man. I like doing this, by the way. I'm having a lot of fun thinking <laughs> about all these uh, mashups. Yeah. Well, Thunder- Thundercats and He-Man. Thundercats, totally He-Man, and Silverhawks are, go so hand-in-hand with each other. Yeah. Those those would be... I, and, and like I said, I was joking, but throw, throw um, Jason the Wheeled Warriors in there because it had that element of you know transformation and vehicles and... Um, Space, you know, they flew in that big space sail ship or something like space barge or something like that. I always thought that was pretty cool. Like a sail barge? Was it a sail barge? Space barge? I don't know. Was it a space barge? But maybe Jason the Wheeled Warriors could work in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. So, maybe. I was struggling to come up with a good crossover for um, the Turtles. And. I had thought of one and it has escaped me, but I just thought of another one that might be pretty cool. Um, the Turtles and Daredevil. I think that would actually be pretty cool. They're both New York City, they're both ground level characters, and Daredevil's history with like the hand that is the right, the, the ninja clan. Well, the, tur- the, turtles the Turtles were inspired the the, because the Turtles were supposed started off as a joke, ripping off of some of the Daredevil mythos. Oh really? Foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh okay. That's why. That's why the foot and the hand. It's just like a direct. Oh okay. I you know. never realized that. But it would work good because it's kind of the same. You know, I yeah. mean, it's meant to be the same thing. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I would like to see that. That would and, work and good. And that you know goes back to the whole Savage Dragon crossover from back in the early '90s when they created uh, when when Savage Dragon's ongoing series first started. It was the very second issue. And uh, I can remember the cover, Savage Dragons at the bottom, and then, like, descending on him from behind are the four turtles, like, ready to, like, fight him. And uh, it's such a great cover. I still think it's an amazing cover. And I really like the way Eric Larson drew the turtles. And he the dialogue was really good because, like, they attacked him, and they thought he was a gargoyle because there was this. Apparently, there was this gargoyle that was loose in New York City, that that needed taken care of, and they sent Savage Dragon to deal with it. And um, the uh, the turtles thought that they were attacking the gargoyle, and then they realized that, you know, he wasn't a gargoyle. I'm like, dude, it's really him, like, because they had seen him on the news and stuff. It was cool. That was a good crossover. I like that. I, I remember getting that that issue. And then they made another appearance in number 22. Because for a while, wasn't the, the Turtles were an image thing for a little teeny tiny bit? Yeah, they for had... Like 12 issues for a year. The Ninja Turtles were released by image. 24 issues. 24? Okay. Um, I, I might be wrong on that. It might be more, but... Yeah, it was drawn by Frank Fosco and written by Gary Carlson. And uh, it was the most 
probably drastic departure for the Turtles ever. And Didn't, like, Michelangelo get killed or something like that? Like, um, they did some weird shit from what I remember yeah, they hearing did. about. It, it was actually a fantastic run. As a matter of fact, it was probably my favorite run of the Turtles. When Michelangelo comics. gets killed? No. Nothing happens to Michelangelo. What, what Ian's thinking of is Donatello falls out of a plane and gets fucked up, but then he has to create, like, a cyborg suit for himself. So Donatello becomes a cyborg for, yeah. like, the rest of the series. Um, Raphael gets, like, half of his face blown off, so he starts wearing, like, a Casey Jones-style mask. Yeah. Um, so, like, things happen to the Turtles, and, and I don't know if they did that because it made for a cool story, or if complete they did Complete departure from Complete we departure, to. but still really good. My problem with it was Frank Fosco's art. The guy just did not know how to draw in black and whites. He drew as if somebody was going to color it. Um, because I think he had been a like a Robin artist before that. So he was used to people coming in and coloring his shit. But like, as it was, there was like no balance. It was It was a mess. It wasn't badly drawn, but when it's just black and white, it was hard to digest. The current Ninja Turtles animated show is so good it makes me want more ninja turtles but i know if i got the current run of comics i wouldn't be nearly as satisfied as the show you might satis- be surprised satisfies me is it i think so <clears throat> yep just looking at frank fosco's art it's got a little bit of if this is it it's got a little little bit of uh frank miller Frank Mil- yeah, a little... be in black and white too. Maybe a little John Romita Jr. Because kind of blocky. So, um... There there was, a, going back to uh, comic book crossovers, one that I did enjoy that I just remembered. Um, I want to say it was Dreamwave put together. Transformers, G.I. Joe, Pat Lee was the artist yeah. of the run that I really enjoyed. And it took place back in the 30s. Um, oh yeah, or, or 40s, I guess. World War II was going on. Um, I Cobra, those, I have those issues. Cobra yeah. was part of the Nazi force, and they were trying to unearth what turns out to be the Decepticons. The Americans find the Autobots and send GI Joe over to Germany to do battle with them. I thought it was a great take on it. Great setting, great uh, dynamic artwork. Um, and, and that's yeah. one of the my favorite crossovers. I don't know if it was a, if it's a Hasbro or the same animation studios kind of thing with Transformers and GI Joe, but even though they seem like two very disparate properties, they always seem to fit very well together. I think because they've been crossed over so many times, because of the Hasbro angle, and you've seen it, and and. It may it would make sense to have the Joes riding around in Autobots, I think. And we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get He Man Justice League. That's I'm not excited about that. Yeah, Those that, that, don't seem to go together. You know what? I'm That's really why worked? I'm excited about it. Can, yeah, it's gonna be goofy. I don't. I mean, I'll at least flip through it, and if it grabs me, who knows? But um, this one would be pretty fun. Hanna Barbera's Flintstones and Jetsons. Could you imagine like? Didn't they do that? Yeah. Oh, did they? I think so. Uh-huh. But that's a good. That's a good one. I think. Yeah. Now I want to go see that. 
I'm pretty sure that they did yeah. a movie like that. It might have... Yeah. I thought you were going to say, um, like, uh, the fuck were those Stone Age heroes called humanoids? Yeah, and uh, Space Ghost. But those they crossed over all the yeah. time, too. Or, right? like, humanoids in Fantastic Four or something. Maybe or- Ninja Turtles in Fantastic Four? No. No? No? You no. don't think at all? That no. would be interesting. I, I don't see how that would go together. Fantastic Four, I feel like, that you know, they go on these interdimensional, like, trips. Like to Dimension X, where Ninja Turtles fight most of their villains uh, from. Oh, yeah. Alright. Not as, not as spot on as the Turtles Daredevil crossover. Thanks. But I think it has, it, there's some merit in there to You know to what, the mo- I, I stand corrected. The more I think about it, yeah. I think you could also play up the, you know, the four factor, both sides. Maybe they could split up Donatello and... Human Torch. And Human Torch. Or no, that would probably be Michelangelo, Human Torch, Donatello, right. Reed Richards. You couldn't see, but it, would it be more interesting to put like the smart guy with the dumb guy, so we read Michelangelo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then Donatello and Human Torch. That would be more Leonardo interesting. Leonardo and Sue Storm. Ooh, somebody's Ooh. getting boned. That's right. No, do the turtles. But that would leave Raphael. No, the they thing. don't. They have just those little tails. That but that would leave Raphael and the thing, the two heavy hitters. So I guess it would have to be Raph and two hotheads, and Sue Storm. Yeah. And the thing in Leonardo, which will work, because he's calm and composed, and thing just does his thing. So always trying what to get those. What the fuck was I gonna look up? Those here? Yancey Street. What were we just talking about? Guys, Jetsons, Flintstones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my iPad just died. Guess I'm gonna have to do this one without the help of the internet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you didn't know there was a Jetsons, Flintstones. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed like such a good idea too. It is a good idea. That's why they did it Because I thought, like, that picture that you just brought up where you see George Jetson riding in the, um, the prehistoric mobile and, and, and Fred's flying a flying car, I just thought that that would be such a funny, like, gag. Bring back John Goodman, do the live-action version. <laughs> I never saw that. Who would you cast as George Jetson? George John Hammond. Could be. He's not funny enough. William H. Macy. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that. They could do a live action Jetsons. It seems like it missed it during that time in the 90s when they were trying to, you know, they had the Addams Family, Flintstones, they they were were doing all that that. remake kind of stuff. They did Beverly Hillbillies and... Did you yeah. guys like any of that older, like, 60s, 70s kind of, those kind of shows? The Munsters, Adam's Family? Adam's Family. I was all in. With the show or the movie? Both. I like the movie, not not the show. The show was really good. Raul Julia was incredible as Gomez Adams. Munsters was always too silly for me. Yeah. I like the Munsters show. Surprising, Paul. Um, I thought the Adams Family movie was okay, but mm-hmm. yeah, the Munster show was good. Christopher Lloyd is Fester. Yeah, those Munster, those Adams Family movies were good. Stuff. I think I watched more Munsters TV show, and I think I enjoyed the Munsters TV show. Yeah, 
Yeah, more so than the Adams Family. I you think. know what TV show was great? The Chips. Monkeys. The Monkeys. That's ridiculous. Sixties TV shows we're talking about. You never watched the Monkeys show? I never enjoyed the Monkeys TV it show. Was I so watched it. So fucking funny. Uh, yeah. So funny. No, I would say no. I would. I would watch Monkeys hands down before I watched Batman. No, I watched a lot of Batman recently. Dom has like a entire hard drive full of old. Batman TV shows that he downloaded from the internet. Good stuff. It's pretty funny. If you go into it with an open mind and you know it's not going to be The Dark Knight, he's not even going to really do any detective work. He's just going to be Adam West and it's going to be silly. Then you'll have a, a, a good time. It's fun. I don't think I can even hear Adam West speak anymore without picturing Ralph Garman. <laughs> Maybe then that's why you'll enjoy it. I don't think I wouldn't. I, like I, I'm sure I'd watch it and it would be fine, but like I think I would get more enjoyment out of the monkeys. I disagree. <laughs> You're allowed. That's what we do here. Do I do I need to prepare myself tomorrow for the day long? Uh, <laughs> Batman's better than the monkeys argument via text. Was no. it? I I don't think that. Do I need I, to be I attacked think, on my I don't monkeys think, posture? I don't think that I was attacking. I don't think I was attacking. I think I was just stating things. The genesis of it was I suggested a title, and 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 that's how it spiraled out from that point. Yeah, I I really did fail to understand what your point was for most of it well, that's okay but, you're allowed to not understand things that's fine <laughs> i don't think you understood either though i don't think anybody understands <laughs> normally that's how our arguments go <laughs> if you listen back Wait, to what them are you talking about we, we always we always start just yelling at each other and arguing about nothingness so uh I'm trying to remember if there were any other like good crossovers. I know that they did uh, Spider-Man, Batman, Mark, Sp- Spawn, Mark Batman. Batman drew it. Actually, the Spawn Batman thing was a really big deal because Frank Miller wrote it and Todd McFarlane drew it, and you would think with those are big names, they're really big names. And the only thing what a fair way to put that you're, as you choke down your <laughs> hatred of both of those big names. Hey, I really the, liked Sin City when I read it. The uh, the only thing that I really remember, though, was when when um, Spawn said to Batman um, at the very end, like second to last page, he said, hey, how about we bury the hatchet? And Batman turns around and whips a batarang right at Spawn's face, and it implants in his face. And I think he might have said, bury this or something. And like the batarang's just like in right vertically in his face, and then for how many dozens of issues? It was a long time. In the Spawn comic, Spawn had to sew his face with shoelaces, sew it back to keep it together. That's what was cool about that crossover. It had an effect on the real universe. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I don't remember anything else about that ending. Me neither. But that ending is about as memorable a fucking ending as I can remember. I can still book. think of that Todd McFarlane you know, close-up portrait of yeah. Spawn's face with the Batarang in it. Yep. Very iconic, if you will. I've never seen it. That's because you were... I don't know what you're doing in the 90s. I really don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you how did you... Playing, playing hockey? A lot of hockey. A lot of playing drums in a band. How disappointing. A lot of hockey and music in the 90s. No no comic books. A lot of, a lot of animated series, though. My gateway drug. 
As it should be. I think that's going to do it for episode number 21. We will be back in two weeks with episode number 22. Same Mixos time. Same Mixos channel. Well done. Well done. Matt, anything you'd like to add before we sign off? Um, no. Okay. I'm Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.